The first reading this morning comes from 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verses 14 to 21, and can be found on 1160 page in the New Testament. For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The second reading this morning is taken from Mark chapter 15 verses 33 to 41 and is found on page 1023 in the New Testament. The Death of Jesus At the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. One man ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a stick, and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes down to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion, who stood there in front of Jesus, heard his cry and saw how he died, he said, Surely, This man was the Son of God. 
Some women were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, the younger, and of Joses and Salome. In Galilee, these women had followed him and cared for his needs. Many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem were also there. This is the word of the Lord. Obviously, for for many of us, yesterday we were introduced to to Bob, um, Bob Jackson, who's who's come over um, from from England, and I thought I'd just introduce him to you all all now, for those who didn't meet him yesterday. He doesn't know I'm going to do this, so that's all right, but he's been a vicar for 40 years, so he's used to anything. (laughs) Anything. That's right. So I first heard of Bob when I was at Theological College, which was roughly around about 11 years ago. And I noticed that he'd wrote some books about churches growing, which bearing in mind that I was going into the Anglican church was a bit unusual (laughs) at the time. And so I started to to read some of his books. And then, lo and behold, I found out that when I was going to become a curate after theological college, I found that I was going to be in the same diocese. And so I started to get to know Bob through playing cricket. Yes, cricket. Mm. And, yes. and that's how we played. And I think you retired at some stage during our time, and you left and... I haven't retired from cricket. Well, you, you retired from clergy cricket anyway. And <laughs> yes, it, I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I haven't finished the story. I want to finish with the good bit. All right. You retired, and you allowed some <laughs> younger people to come in, which meant that we, we won the Church Times oh. Cup final. <laughs> Bob had played cricket for, I did a clergy cricket for how many decades and had never won the no, Church I'm, Times no, Cup no. final, which if you don't know what the Church Times Cup final, it's, it's when vicars and bishops get together and are very naughty and very rude. You wouldn't think that of clergy, but they play it on a Monday, so after they've all become holy on a Sunday, yeah. and then they're meant to play a nice game of cricket, but it doesn't quite work out, shall we say, and it gets a bit competitive. Yeah, so, but, but we, anyway. all, we all wear white, yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. So, Bob, tell us a bit about, about your, your time as a vicar. Tell us a bit about your life and what you do now, just before you come and preach to us. All oh, right. Well, I, I was a vicar for only, only 20 years or so in Yorkshire, and a couple of churches and a curacy, um, 1980s, 90s. Um, and before then, I was an economist and worked in Westminster in London. Uh, and, uh, and then um, I worked for the archbishops for a few years, um, and, and the job description I was can I see everyone around there? Yeah, there you are. Uh, the job description I was given was to research and disseminate ways of turning round the numerical decline of the Church of England. Simple little job. Um, I did that a few years ago. Then I was an archdeacon in his diocese, uh, and... Um, we tried to develop a, a growth strategy for the diocese. Uh, and the last few years, I've, I've done church growth research, writing, speaking, and consultancy with dioceses. Uh, so uh, it's delightful to be with here in Jersey. Again, I, I was last here about 14 years ago uh, this weekend um, with the church here. Uh, thank you for being so nice to me yesterday. And... Uh, Tomorrow, um, I've got the day with the clergy and the readers of the diocese. Here, aren't we? We're somewhere yeah, back we're there, yeah? yeah? Yes. So, if you want to see um, all the clergy of, 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 sorry, the diocese, all the clergy of Jersey, 
and all the readers in one place. What a thought. They'll be through there tomorrow. I've never seen it myself. I'm quite amazed they're all coming, actually, but there yes. we go. Why don't we pray for Bob, and then we'll, he'll, he'll, he'll speak to us this morning. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for Bob. We thank you for, for bringing him here. We thank you for those words that, and the time that we spent yesterday that we'll think a bit more about a bit later. And for the way in which you spoke through him to us, the way in which your spirit just guided our time together. And we pray now, Lord, as he speaks on this passage from 2 Corinthians. Lord, we pray that you would speak through him into our hearts once more, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Right, thanks, Ian. Oh, good morning. Um, so uh, I'm going to look at that passage from Corinthians and the, the idea of a ministry of reconciliation. Because uh, um, Jesus, I'm trying to make sure, you know, you can't hide behind a pillar from me. You know, so I'll wander about a bit if that's all right. Um, Jesus didn't just blunder into Jerusalem by mistake. Uh, and, and, and get arrested and was powerless against a trial and an execution, uh, it's absolutely crystal clear that he deliberately went to Jerusalem, that the, uh, the cross was planned, and he kept warning his friends of what was going to happen, uh, and uh, deliberately set his face to it and made sure that it did happen. And we find in the Old Testament, of course, that it was prophesied, uh, that uh, uh, this would happen to the Messiah. So the question arises, uh, if, if the cross that we, you know, we, we, we're looking at uh, through Lent and Easter was planned by God, uh, why? What was its purpose? It wasn't just you know, a mistake, it was planned. So why? And there's, there's a whole... Um, rich tapestry of, of explanation uh, that we find in the Bible. Uh, and one of those explanations we, we find today, um, uh, God the Father sent God the Son to the cross for us so that we could be reconciled with God. Reconciliation. That's what it's about. Um, Reconciliation, of course, is the process by which two people who, who are estranged, who have fallen out, uh, come back together again, and all is made well. Um, many years ago, my mother-in-law, bless her, uh, and her sister fell out. And for, I don't know, 20, 30 years, they never spoke. You, know, you, you, you don't come from a family like that, do you? No, but they never spoke. It went on so long that we realized that neither of them could remember what it was about to begin with. Yeah, they just knew they didn't speak. Until one day, one of the sisters picked up the phone to the other and said, Hello, it's me. I've just rung up. Uh, and just a phone call, they, they were reconciled. Hmm. Um, uh, we've got a th three-year-old granddaughter uh, and uh, staying with them last week, you know, the week before last uh, and uh, she had a tantrum 
Now, I don't suppose your three-year-old granddaughters have tantrums, uh, but mine does, uh, and uh, it was quite dramatic, really. Um, so, so we ended up, you know, we've we, we fallen out with each other big time. Um, she, she, as it were, got thrown out of the Garden of Eden, which was the lounge with children's television on, and, and was sent to the naughty step, you know, at the, on the staircase. Yeah, uh, until eventually she came back and said, sorry, Grandad. Yeah, uh, and uh, we had a hug. And all was well. And she was back in. We were reconciled. Now, the reconciliation uh, that, that God is organizing here is a bit more like that second one than the first one, because naturally I am a perfect granddad. Okay? So I've done nothing wrong. It was all her. That's my side of the story anyway, and I'm sticking to it. Um, so uh, that's, uh, that's reconciliation. And, of course, the need for that reconciliation between humans and God goes back to that bad business in the Garden of Eden uh, uh, where, um, where, where the, the, the woman and the man egged on by the, the devil, the serpent, um, decided uh, that they, they wouldn't simply trust and obey God anymore, but they find their own way, thank you very much, and eat the, the forbidden fruit and know good and evil and make up their own minds what was right and wrong, thank you very much, um, and, and live their lives uh, without and outside of, of, of God's jurisdiction. That was their rebellion. Uh, and because of that, it, the inevitable result of that was that they were kicked out of God's presence. They, they, they'd chosen to be kicked out. Uh, and so their life outside the Garden of Eden became one of drudgery rather than joy. Uh, and, and it's that kicked out of, of God's presence uh, that, that, that is, is the human condition. Uh, we need to be reconciled uh, because uh, we, we, we've lost our um, umbilical cord to, uh, to, 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 that connects us to the life of God. And the life he's giving us is ebbing away. Uh, and we need to be brought back. Otherwise that life is gone. Uh, so, so reconciliation is urgently needed. Uh, but yet, uh, God loves us so much that though it's our fault, God goes to the naughty step, uh, uh, and, 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 and God takes our place. Uh, and, and, and so, it, it's God who gets crucified, and not you and me. Uh, and, and reconciliation is achieved, because... God in human form is one of us. Uh, and, uh, uh, and so we're reconciled not by what we've done, but what, by what he's done. Uh, and, uh, and we've said sorry, Dad, in the confession. We've read bits of Psalm 51. Uh, and so we're back in the living room. Uh, good phrase that, the living room. Uh, uh, in God's presence. Um, and of course, for those of us who have accepted that reconciliation uh, and have become uh, friends 
of God again without this business getting in between us, we've been given our own ministry of reconciliation. Uh, As we have been reconciled, so we help others to be so. Uh, and, and if that's a situation, we can't live as Christians if we're, if we're unreconciled with somebody else. So if there's somebody like that that flits into your mind, pick up the phone, do something about it. We have to, if we're Christians. Uh, but we're also given the ministry of recon- helping others to be reconciled with God. Uh, uh, and uh, um, Ian and I, the, the, the Church of England labels us as priests. Yeah? Uh, almost the definition of a priest um, is someone who represents God to humans and, uh, and humans to God and brings the two together. So there's a, there's a ministry of reconciliation. But the Bible describes all Christians as priests. The church is, is a kingdom of priests. Here we are. We're all priests together with the responsibility of bringing God and people together and reconciling them. And that's our church's ministry. Uh, it's why I, I do church growth, which is a bit of a specialist subject, and I, you know, I do a lot of uh, uh, numerical work and find out statistical correlations and all that sort of thing. But what I'm really interested in, why I do it, uh, is working out how our churches can best uh, help everyone around them to be reconciled with their loving Heavenly Father through the sacrifice of their Saviour, Jesus Christ, on the cross. Um, and, And the picture that from the passage that goes with the reconciliation as being ambassadors. Um, uh, uh, just a few, a few years ago, we, we happened to be in Ulaanbaatar. Okay? Ulaanbaatar is the capital of Mongolia. Yeah? Anyone ever been to Mongolia? Am I on my own there? You know, you, you, you're not normally... Did you put your hand up? No? No, I just thought, thought I got, got a movement there. Uh, you don't normally just pass through Mongolia. It used to be called Outer Mongolia, but it, it's now a country in its own right. Ulaanbaatar is the capital. Uh, and um, one day we were invited to, um, to the British Embassy, as you, you do, you know, for a drinkies do with the British Embassy. Yeah, very nice. Um, and the, um, the ambassador seemed to have almost personally created, in one room, he created a perfect... English country pub. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Uh, and it, it's sort of on the Russian step, and he called it the step in. <laughs> yeah, typical, you know, pathetic English pub. Yeah? Uh, so, so they are in this exotic place, uh, and you go in, and there's the English pub, and you order a pint of beer and sit down with some other English people who happen to be in the country, uh, uh, and there you are. He created this ambassador created a piece of England in the middle of Mongolia uh, and was able to you know, show everybody else from all the other countries and you know, other ambassadors, etc., what a piece of England looks like. Uh, and you could taste and see what it was like uh, by drinking the best bitter. Uh, we're, uh, the country uh, we represent 
is, the, is not the United Kingdom here, it's the Kingdom of Heaven. Uh, we're ambassadors for it. Hello. Uh, uh, and, um, uh, and our job is to create a piece of this so that all can see what the Kingdom of Heaven is like and taste the best bitter and know uh, that it's good. It's Jesus who uh, tasted something bitter uh, for thee and me. Uh, but that's our job, uh, to be ambassadors for him and his kingdom uh, uh, and to, to help all to be reconciled uh, with God. Uh, just um, read a couple of verses again of that uh, as we finish. Got it, uh, where is it? Um, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. Um, Lord Jesus, thank you that you deliberately went that way to the cross so that we could be reconciled with your heavenly Father and ours through your sacrifice on our behalf. And as you've given us that ministry, individually and collectively, we pray that you will help us in our ministry of reconciliation and enable us to be ambassadors of your kingdom of heaven here in this place. Amen.